0: Welcome to Get Green, Northwest Indiana, your home for lawn care solutions with Steve Daly. Each podcast, you'll learn the secret tips to growing healthy green grass and best practice solutions for watering, weed and feed, aeration, and mowing. Here are your hosts, Steve Daly and Jim Jano.
1: So Steve, we're back and today we're talking about lawn care, fall lawn care. So let's hop into our, our podcast today. What should people know about fall lawn maintenance? Now, this is not the same as your treatments. This is what the homeowner
0: needs to do, correct? Yeah, and, you know, you can't slack on your fall cleanup. you got to get out there and get the leaves up, Um, whether you mulch them, whether you remove them physically, but you can't allow that to sit there and mat and do... uh, Things where the lawn doesn't have its ability to take in nutrients and breathe. And I mean, if it's a light leaf cover, it'll blow around, it'll be fine. You don't have to worry about it. But if it's something that's very heavy, you got big trees, you can't just let that matter sit there. It's going to choke out some grass areas, so.
1: Can it cause any bacteria or anything
0: bad from sitting there without breathing? Uh... No, not really. I mean, the decayed leaves aren't really creating a disease issue, so to speak. Um, I mean, if there was enough dead matter there, I guess, yeah, it could be a problem, but I wouldn't really associate it to that. Uh, it's more of a choking out the grass thing. If you leave heavy leaf cover down, you'll lose some, some areas that won't come back. First thing is remove the leaves. Now, the, the, and what do you have as num- the number two tip for people? Mow your lawn at the same height you don't have to change your height at the end of the year a lot of people will um, want to drop their mower blade down uh, to keep less top growth that's not necessary produce study show it's not um, just maintain it at your normal mowing height um, make sure you mow it one last time to you know put it away neatly uh have your lawn in good shape for the winter uh, you're not Really, as long as you don't start dropping your mower down, trying to put it under undue stress, you're fine. You don't want to cut off more than a third of the grass plant at any one time. So if you, say, put it to bed in the fall and it, with a neat cut, and yeah, it's going to get its upgrowth in the spring, but it leaves you with an advantage of when you provide your first cut that you're not cutting off more than a third of the grass plant. Um, you're generally going to stress it any time you do that. Not saying that the lawn generally doesn't recover through that in the early spring, because there's gonna be times when you walk away from it and you've cut more than a third of it off. But you can definitely see that, in the color and the reaction of the turf, so.
1: And uh, one of the things I was hoping to do today was uh, have you just get, walk outside and, and take a look at my yard and tell me how I'm doing. Oh, I'd love
0: it, to walk through that, but it's like a jungle out there, man. You've got to mow.
1: Well, you know, the funny thing about that is while you were in Spain, we had to postpone this tutorial to, or this, this podcast today. And uh, it's grown that much in a week. And, uh, well, and I understand you've got a podcast in the future plan for how you can regulate growth, too. I'm kind of excited to hear about that one
0: yeah i mean we can talk about uh growth regulators at a different time um it's it's something that maybe uh going forward with my program i'm going to try to incorporate uh, just to slow down the growth in the spring to where you're not using up all the reserves that you're you're building in the fall um by fertilizing in the fall uh, a lot of time it's You get into the spring situation everything starts growing it just starts growing so heavily and so crazily that sometimes it's smart just to slow it down so that you reserve some of the things you've done the the carbohydrates in the plant keep everything in the plant for a little bit so besides lawn cutting your lawn steve what else do you recommend for fall maintenance well i mean when it comes to watering, uh, uh, if Mother Nature's providing it, obviously, as we've talked about in the past, uh, you don't need to worry about it. If you're getting an inch and a half of rain per week, you're fine. Uh, if you're not, you know, a, a dry fall means you should probably keep watering your lawn like you did in a dry summer. The spring was abnormally dry, so... It's been kind of a strange year. Everything's kind of flipped around. You had a wet July. You had a really wet last couple of weeks. So things have recovered. Soil's pretty moist. No worries there. Um, so this year you could put your hose away. Uh, that's not a problem. It, last year you couldn't. Last year it was dry all through October, so it needed to be watered. Um, and we didn't have much of a winter so that all culminated into the issues we saw in the spring Uh, this year i think we're going to be going into it a little better shape and hopefully as we get into winter we do get some snowfall and that's an important part of where you are in the spring with moisture and how things go so
1: now we have on our monitors in the studio we we have uh, several of the quite a few of your your tools and and pages you have on the website and uh, one of the things that I that I thought was very interesting is is that you actually reference other uh, information on on how to water grass correctly but you talk a little bit about uh clay soil sandy soil loam soil and new seedlings and of course new sods and how much to water it Uh, That obviously makes a difference in how much you water. So for that one, you probably, our listeners may want to take a listen to our last podcast where you cover, you know, fall wood maintenance and how to aerate in in clay and different conditions because not all maintenance is the
0: same for every yard. No. no. And really, I mean, as we discussed, I mean, as far as aerating, things like that goes, it's, it's completely different based on your soil type. Clay should be aerated at least once a year, um, sometimes twice. But you know, most of our, in our program, we're, we're offering it one time. We generally do them in the fall. We can do them anytime throughout the year as long as we have soil moisture. So you could do clay spring and fall if you wanted to and you wanted to spend the money and invest it. I mean, it's always helpful. You get into the loamy soils, it's really not as necessary. And the sand, definitely not as necessary. You could get away with, you know, every other year and, and a lot of the time it's not the compaction of soil, it's more along the lines of how thick is the thatch layer and if you're trying to monitor that in that soil. Um, so e- each lawn, each soil type, you know, provides a little bit different uh adventure and how you're going to go about attacking that.
1: And let's talk a little bit about your community pages and, and Steve Daly's tips, because you have um, a, a page for a good part of Northwest Indiana so that if somebody wants to be a little more specific as to what they should be doing in their own community, um, you're helping them. You have uh, tips, you have maps, soil composition maps, and it kind of brings it all together. Um, and, uh, and what pages, uh, what communities do you currently have a, a community pages
0: serving? Uh, Valpo, Chesterton, Hobart, Crown Point, Portage, uh, all Porter County, all Lake County, LaPorte County. Uh, We even do some lawns into uh, lower Michigan right there by new Buffalo area. So, I mean, that's kind of what we're trying to gear towards is addressing those communities that we service. Um, You don't just grow grass, you grow your business. Yeah, you know, your people talk about
1: how much you've grown from, you know, Valpo's top lawn care business since the 70s to now you're taking on the big dogs from uh, the, 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 the guys from all over the country that thought that they could walk all over Northwest Indiana and only to find out that I'm proud to say that Northwest Indiana's top lawn care service, I'm biased. Is you're biased. biased,
0: yeah, you're biased. Um, we try to do the best we can, you know, that's all we can do. And now um, you're going
1: into Michigan.
0: Well, just lower Michigan, uh, not very far. We have some people that, um, landscapers that we do some work for that we started in up there a couple of years back. And and so it started to to grow. Um, so we, we will nurture that and let it be what it is and try to address uh, their needs also. Uh,
1: let's go to number four, what do you got?
0: Oh, that's where we we're talking about aeration. We pretty much covered that already. Um, yeah, aerification's is going to basically allow water to get through to the roots. Um, keep uh, tending to your thatch layer. Keep that in check so that the, the lawn is able to take in the nutrients it needs. Um, clay soils reduce the compaction. So that, that's an important step in anything you do
1: no and and one thing that that is very important, and you've said it it it's right up there with fall lawn fertilizers is aeration. It's something that
0: people need to do, especially when they have soil that is dense like clay right yeah, yeah you you gotta keep it loose enough to get the nutrients into it, and you gotta you know by pulling those plugs out you you create an avenue to let the water get to where it needs to go you let air get down and break down the thatch um you yeah. know. Very simple, and if you've incurred any kind of damage from the summer overseeding, you know, and that we we pretty much have wrapped those up a couple weeks ago. It's a little late in the year to be seeding unless you're doing it as a dormant seeding now. Um, Can you still do it? Yes, and can it be effective? Sure, Uh, but then you have to adjust your programs that next spring. You can't start right out the gate running a. A pre-emergent for crabgrass because it'll stunt your seed germination from the seed you you put down as a dormant.
1: You know, and as overseeding goes, I've read that it's something anybody can do, but you have to know what you're doing to do it right. Does does it make a difference? Do you do you choose which seed you use, or is it a general seed for Northwest Indiana, or
0: how well, do you do no, that? you gotta you gotta evaluate where where you're working, um, like. Down in DeMott and the sandy soils and that down there, they have actually their own kind of seed mix at the really? local. And it's it's usually mixed with a turf-type tall fescue. And it's more drought-resistant. Um, so you'd have a turf-type tall fescue with bluegrass. That's generally what you're dealing with in through there is a smart way to install a lawn because it'll handle the drought stress a lot better. You know, it, and it, you get into, say, our area... And you're dealing with clay and sunshine, and most likely our lawns are installed with basically bluegrass. So, like, we'll use like a 90% blue rye mix um, to you know work in the sunshine. And then, as you get in the shade areas, you're still dealing with probably finer grass types. So, then you're going to use a, a, a shade mix that's common around here. Um, read your label, understand what seed you're using. Uh, make sure there isn't a whole lot of, say, inert ingredients and a lot of weed seedlings. You know, you got to make sure you read that. Um, That way you're not incorporating something into your lawn you don't want to. Also, be very careful of what you're reading. Make sure the seed is what you think it is. I've had homeowners grab, say, K31 tall fescue, which is basically farm type grass you know that you buy at say tsc or something and they think it's kentucky bluegrass because it says kentucky on it and all of a sudden they've seeded this tall fescue plant into their bluegrass lawn and it looks hideous (laughs) okay so let's talk about pest control what are we facing and what what can people do well, generally at this point you get into the fall months, and the main damage you'll see. You now, a couple of years back, like we talked about, you, September we saw the army worm invasion. Now that's rare. Um, that's not something that happens up here. It was the only time I've ever seen it in 33 years. Um, so it's not something that I would say is I'm looking for as common, but it did make me. Switch the uh, insecticide I used at the beginning of the year to ensure that the lawn was protected against it. Um, as far as what we're really looking at in the fall, grubs are the the big problem. Um, now, if you've had a preventative grub control, you should be getting ninety percent, ninety-five percent control of the grubs present generally unless we have a failure of material that that was put down if you had a preventative grub application it's very rare that you get breakthrough um, if you didn't we've seen some bad grub populations in areas this year um, had to treat it with a product called Dilox, or you know something along those lines that you would um, control after the fact but that's not generally the way you want to do that because you've incurred enough grub damage to uh, have to be reseeded in a lot of cases if you if you've gotten to that point. So. So at number eight we've got weed control. I always do the weed control in the fall. Yeah, keep it clean. Um, it's a good time to control weeds. It's cool. It's wet. Um, get them out get it cleaned up for the next spring usually in the fall you're not in a stress time so you're trying to look at controlling weeds when you're not putting lawn under more undue stress this the more weed control you have to run in the spring and the summer the more stress you're putting on it um, the idea would be not to stress the plant as much as possible now, obviously in the spring you're dealing with dandelions and you're spraying weeds that's just always the case um maybe if you've been on the service for for years you don't have as many dandelions it's not a big deal because the best weed control is really a thick healthy turf so you know i mean the thicker the healthier your lawn is the less problems with weeds you're going to have i'm not saying you're not going to have weeds but 95 90 95 percent control on a regular basis is what a lawn care company should be geared towards and gold for so
1: And you you've often said that you align yourself. Permagreen aligns itself with an educated homeowner and you like to keep them well educated because you feel that it's how you can be successful. And what's next at number nine is it says stay on schedule month by month lawn care calendars. Now, what I think is really cool about this one is it kind of brings it all together it, it brings what you do as a lawn care service with what's expected of of the homeowner and it talks a little bit about everything all in one table um it seems like a bit much until you start looking at it closely and you start to realize that you know lawn care is something that is a it, it's it's a plan and that's this is actually gives you a plan
0: yeah i mean. Long care is a two-way street. Um, we try to give you as much information as we can. I understand that's not what you, you know, not what a homeowner does for a living is, you know, I don't do your job as a, you know. What do I do? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What is that? Um, I guess, I guess you just. Lead us in the right direction, that's what you said. I don't know. <laughs> oh, you were still trying to figure out what I do. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to add that up.
1: Well, no, if you could it out, You do an amazing
0: job of keeping my business afloat while I submarine it. But um... yeah, everything actually is is laid out for you on on our website. It tries to give you some some helpful tips. Well, no, it's fun, and I I have a lot of fun working with you because you make
1: everything a little interesting, and you learn. You're oh, you never quit learning when
0: you deal with Steve Daly and Permagrade, you know. And at the very I bottom, I never quit learning. I have to look at stuff all the time. Um, I'm always trying to slightly alter things. I mean, I don't really upset the apple card. I know what we do works. Uh, but you got to continue to educate yourself Uh, 33 years there's always more things to learn Uh, homeowners we try to do what we can for you and i try to stay on top as much as possible but uh, in in the same vein we're we're never going to know everything we need to know about this and there's always new technologies so
1: now uh, we have some other uh, some other tables that that you have on your website to help people stay informed and and if they have questions, they have something to turn to um but uh first and there's, there's also that phone thing that they can call and ask
0: questions
1: too. well, and that reminds me because at the bottom of this particular page there's a picture of you and your beautiful daughters and your family business uh we were mentioning that the other day my wife and I were driving down the road and and we saw sydney uh maintaining a a lawn a big lawn, it was a whole neighborhood. And of course, anytime you have any questions, you can call Cassie and her team and the team that's inside. They're very helpful. Uh, it's a neat business. And, and and I think that everybody almost feels like they're part of your family that works for you, not just your daughters.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, I drug my girls into my, my pain. <laughs> <laughs> and You know, they do a great job. Um, yeah, you did a nice job with your kids. My, you know, got my whole is pretty much like family. Um, they've been with me for a long time, a lot of them. And even some of the newer guys, I mean, the guy I hired three years ago was his mom worked with me for a long time. So it's kind of something where you know hopefully it's things we can pass on through in different generations been in for 33 years. I don't know how much more I got in me. so...
1: Well, hey, uh, let's go out and take a look at my lawn. Let's say, uh, tell do me... Do we have you're, to? You're... Uh, you didn't cut it.
0: <laughs> Come on, man.
1: <laughs> okay, so we're walking outside,
0: and uh, what do you see, Steve? I see some really, really tall grass that needs to be mowed. <laughs> well, um, it was, looks healthy. It was
1: good last week.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah cut, cut about... Hey, you're gonna have to cut this twice, probably.
1: You know, and one of the things that we didn't talk about in your checklist is- Cut it
0: once, give it a couple days, cut a little bit shorter, and that's it. Put it to bed for the winter. Oh, (laughs) cut it twice then? Yeah. Yeah, it's a little long. You don't wanna leave extra clippings laying around, do you? And then our next podcast, we're gonna take a a
1: break from lawn care, growing lawns to growing awareness for charity. You're a big charity guy. Every year, you raise quite a bit of money for for various foundations, and what you're not part of, you you help other people, and you're very generous. I've done a few fundraisers myself, and they seem like they always get off the ground when you help give them a jump start. So, for our next podcast, what are we gonna I talk think, about? I think today? the
0: fundraiser is because you give them a jump start. I just ride your coattails. Uh, you're <laughs> humble too. Yeah.
1: Well, thanks, Steve. This was actually, i this was a lot of fun today. I appreciate you taking time to explain to us what we need to do. And I appreciate what you've done to teach me on how to have a lawn that needs to be cut too often. Thanks, General. And I appreciate uh, everything you do for me. And have a great day. Happy <laughs> Green Lawns, everybody. Thanks, General. Well, have a great one. Have a good day, Steve.